God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So did you hear about the uh, Biden calling uh, Peter Ducey a stupid SOB? And a lot of people are talking about that because he did the same thing to Jackie Heinrich. Jackie Heinrich was asking the question about... Remember when Jackie, Fox News reporter Jackie Heinrich was asking the question about uh, why are you waiting for Putin to make his move? Don't you have a strategy of your own? Why are you allowing uh, Putin to lead? And he said, such a stupid question. And then Peter Ducey asked the question. And... Uh, he asked this question about uh, the uh, middle class, high inflation, at the end of a press conference. It's something that's impacting every one of us. It's impacting, well, you know, inflation impacts the middle class worse than it impacts anybody else. The people living in the French Riviera right now on vacation or, you know, hobnobbing around the world in their private jets, uh, they're not so impacted by inflation. Their their lives are already inflated. You know, the people living in uh, Be- uh, you know Beverly Hills or in the skyscrapers in Manhattan, they're not duly affected by the inflation. They're not living on the margins. And the people that are in poverty, they don't care. They're not spend. They've never been spending anybody's money anyway, and they get. They simply get more government aid as a result of inflation. The government gives you more. You know, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about the government giving four hundred and fifty thousand dollars per person for a married couple with a kid. If you break our laws and come across the border illegally without even being able to speak our language, you could get a million dollars handed to you per our government. 
Whose idea was that? And where, where in Congress did they vote for that? Where's the represent, where is the represent, representation of that? Because I know I didn't sign up for that. Give it a million dollars. How much crime are we seeing in the street just simply by impoverished people that are robbing people because they're broke, they're starving, and they can't feed their family? You know, it's still not right to uh, be a criminal, but things are hard out there. Like we said yesterday, the labor participation rate is the same as it was at the worst of the pandemic. In June of 2020, when the world shut down, that's where we are right now. We haven't progressed one bit. The jobs that he's counting are the jobs that are people going back to their job. They're finally going back to work. But we are nowhere near where Trump had us in October of 2019 before Bill Gates and Collins and Fauci got together and hamstrung the world with this bioweapon called COVID. This is a bioweapon launched by China. Whether it was an accident or intentional, it sure seems more intentional because the only benefactors to this are the government, workers. They never took one cut in pay, not one cut. And the people that were getting the government paychecks, the government checks, the government welfare, they never took a cut either. But the people that were working the services industry and working their jobs, and they couldn't work from home. They couldn't Zoom teleconference. And the kids and their education and them being forced to take a foreign substance like a jab and all these other things that we've learned from the wokeness and the CRT, they had it coming at us from all angles. And still, we pushed back effectively. And I think in in a lot of cases, we won this battle. But it was a heck of a battle, and we're still fighting it. We're going to get into this subject in more detail later in the show, where uh, there's a uh, writer, Greg Caracker. He says, forget the progressives in Washington. The problem is much closer to home. Take a good look at your own city. Find out what's wrong, then do something about it. Go to City Hall. Go to the teachers' meetings. Go to the school board. And that seems to be, you know, exactly where the fight should be now. Local. And it's exactly why it is that a state like Virginia flipped from blue to red. Of course, I think Trump had something to do with that. Trump won Virginia, I think, handily, but was robbed via election fraud. But we're going to go ahead and take a listen to the exchange that everybody wants to play about Peter Ducey asking asking the question about inflation and getting a mean-spirited response. And again, this is not the first time that Joe Biden has done this. Joe Biden... Joe Biden had done this against Jackie Heinrich. 
a Fox News reporter. And he had said that. But, you know, Joe Biden also made this promise. So let's take a listen to this. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. All right, Joe. What do you make of this? What do you make of this? Fire, fire yourself. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. That's not a man working for the people, is it? He doesn't sound like he's working for you. He doesn't treat you like you're his boss, does he? No, you are his boss. You pay his salary. The salary that he takes. Trump didn't even take a salary. Well, he took a salary, then donated it back to the government. Kept a dollar. as part of the contractual agreement. And yet they still wanted to blame Trump. They still wanted to get on Trump for all of that. And it just doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. Joe Biden has been lying through his teeth for forever. You know, when he said, anybody who's disrespectful to anybody in my administration, I'm going to fire them on the spot, but he won't fire himself. He doesn't lead. He's not a leader. He never was. And I don't know of many senators that are leaders. That's why it never really rang sincere to me when people would talk about President Trump being in Congress. And the idea was Trump is not a spoke in the wheel. Trump is a natural born leader. He's not a diplomat working for some higher authority. Trump is basically the boss here on earth. And Joe Biden is nothing but a lying politician. Here he is in June 2019 campaigning. And here's what he said about uh, about finding the cure for cancer. You watch. I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes America is we're going to cure cancer. I promise you. Going to cure cancer. He's going to cure cancer. He lied every step of the way. Now, all he did with cancer is he renamed cancer COVID. That's what he did. Joe Biden just basically kicked the can down the road like every government civil service worker does. But right now, government is so emboldened. They get the highest pay. They get the most reliable pay. They get the best pensions. It used to be that if you got a government job, that was a sacrifice for your country. It was a service for for your, your country. You provided a service. You gave something of yourself. 
And now it's probably one of the cushiest, graviest, uh, gravy train jobs you can get. You can't get fired and you're overpaid for what you do. I can't tell you how inept the post office that I have to use, the one that's local to me, is. A bunch of Neanderthals are running the show down there and they don't know how to deliver mail. I don't even use, I pay for it, but I don't use the P.O. box that much. I, I avoid it whenever I can. If someone wants to send me um, a payment for, for something, uh, I don't have it go there. I'll, I'll have them wire transfer it or something else. It's, it's almost impossible to get mail, mail reliable, liably. The government can't do anything, yet they want to promise you that they're going to solve cancer. They're going to fix all your problems. It's horrendous. It's absolutely absurd. That Joe Biden would sit there and make promises about, you know, anybody that's rude to anybody will be fired on the spot. He makes promises that he'll, and these gullible liberal voters will just, oh, yeah, right. And he uses the SOB word. And the SOB word, what is that? Who talks like that? Now, President Trump did it, but President Trump was talking about those taking a knee and burning our flag when he used SOB. He was talking about people that were disrespecting our country. Joe Biden uses it when he wants to sell out our country. That's the problem. When he wants to sell out journalism, and yet the journalists, because of their liberal Kool-Aid that they've drunk their whole life, all the liberal, liberal nonsense that they've learned in college, somehow they think it's okay to have a leader like... Well, and he's not a leader, but to have a guy in a position of leadership like Joe Biden, who doesn't lead by example, who lies through his teeth. And it reminded me of another time when he used the term SOB. And that was when he was bragging about withholding a billion dollars until uh, from Ukraine until Porinchenko fired the state investigator, Victor Shokin, who was investigating Burisma, who was paying off his son to the tune of $80,000 a month. And I've been saying on this radio that this is the or- or originating effect of government corruption the this is where this conflict in between russia and ukraine started this is why we're in the problem that we have this is why we're on the precipice of world war 3 this is why we have this direct conflict with russia right now because of corrupt politicians like joe biden and like 
John McCain who and his cohort, Lindsey Graham, and Amy Klobuchar, who we got on video and photographs all over Poroshenko dealing with weapons trade that wasn't even sanctioned by Congress. So we know it had to be a black market deal. And they're sitting there looking at all their new weapons that they just bought, that they got. And they were collecting a payment. And like I say, I have uh, some inside information that uh, it was hard to vet and verify and I haven't fully been able to do it. But the word was that Amy Klobuchar's wealthy billionaire friend, this guy named Poland, who owns the Minnesota Twins, put up an investment on uh, initial investment on gun manufacturing, weapon manufacturing, which was more than likely the reason why it was that Obama only served up blankets and uh, pillows to the Ukraine military against Mother Russia. And they said, well, what about the Javelin missiles? What about, you know, the weaponry that you need to defend your country? And they said, oh, well, we'll get that. But we already got a deal in the works. It's a black market deal. And that deal affects this other deal, you know, because you got Benghazi running guns to ISIS. You got oil going through Turkey. You got all kinds of stuff going on. Corporate corporate uh, involvement. People own, uh, p- corporations owned by BlackRock. Financial. Vanguard. All these mother country companies controlling these multinational corporations to keep the wheels spinning and the profits flowing, paying off the politicians who are pulling the strings to get their return on investment and to corrupt Ukraine, who is nothing more than a puppet country, a weak, feckless, corrupt puppet country, who all they ever wanted was to get into NATO. And by getting into NATO, they would have the muscle of the entire NATO alliance. And they would be neighboring on the border of Russia. And Russia said, not on my watch. That's nothing different than if I put nuclear weapons pointed right at Washington, D.C. from Cuba or Bermuda or wherever. So they would put those weapons in Venezuela, put the weapons in Cuba, point them at Miami, point them at New York, point them at Washington, D.C. They'd be there in seconds. One pull of the trigger. And we said in the 1960s when JFK was president, we called it the Bay of Pigs. We called it the nuclear Cuban Missile Crisis. And we said, this is a real problem. We were on the precipice of World War III. And we didn't want those missiles pointed at the United States. That's an existential threat that gives Russia too much leverage over the United States. It's like Russia pointing their weapons at Alaska or China 
putting 39 fighter jets on the border of Taiwan, waiting for their Winter Olympics to end in February and then take over Taiwan, just as they've taken over Hong Kong. They couldn't wait their 50 years uh, where Hong Kong had an agreement between the United Kingdom and China with Hong Kong. 50-year agreement. No, they couldn't wait that long. And then they have the Uyghurs, slave labor, the Uyghur Muslims, slave labor. And the NBA turns a blind eye to that. The owner of the Warriors said, no, it's not a big deal. Nobody cares about the Uyghurs. Nobody's talking about that. Yet, you know, Cantor, that uh, basketball player from Boston Celtics does. But it's this kind of behavior from this kind of a leader who supposedly got 81 million votes. Nobody likes this guy. And overnight, he tanked. The fake polls who had him at 60-something now have him at 30-something. And I guess he's panicking. He's calling reporters... Journalists, some SOBs, stupid SOBs, uses the word stupid. Who talks like that? And the people on the left are saying, watch the people on the right get all upset because Joe Biden had a, a real moment. When in fact, we were dealing with that with Trump for four years. Now, we're not thin-skinned. We just don't like it when the arguments flow only one way. Like, you know, nobody you know, nobody on the right was pointing fingers at people that were not acting right in Hollywood and having affairs and doing all kinds of um, funny business. But it came to bite them on the butt. All these people that would be holier than thou, whether it's a Chris Como or an Andrew Como or a Matt Lauer or a Charlie Rose, all these people that would act like they care so much about so many different things were guilty of all that they said was bad. And they got fired. It wasn't, I don't know of any conservatives that were getting fired for this stuff. It was all liberals. The hypocrites that they were, that they are. So let's take a listen to and go down memory lane a little bit about this uh, quid pro quo Joe, corrupt Joe. They impeached a president over far less. And Joe Biden gets away with murder. Literally. Let's take a listen. So I got Ukraine and... uh um, I remember going over convincing our team, our others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said, call him." 
I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. There it is with the SOB word again. The SOB word. And, uh, you know, the guy just has no integrity. But you want to find out, you want to know why it is that we're in the conflict with Ukraine? It's that. It's, it's, it's I mean, the conflict with Russia. Why Russia feels so threatened. Ukraine played the West as much as the West played Ukraine. In order to you know, have a dance partner, you've got to have both people dancing. And in this case, this is exactly what's happened. Is Ukraine knew, just like anything, you know, you know that if you get somebody compromised, you, you offer up some deal that's a corrupt deal, and someone bites and someone buys into it. You know, it could be Mr. Smith going to Washington, right? With good intentions. And next thing you know, some lobbying group says, you know what? Can we have a sit down and we'll tell you about our side of the story? And they'll tell a story and they'll sell their package. And they'll say, we'll give $10 million to your foundation. And that $10 million works as like a slush fund for them to travel all over the world and be set for life. And all they have to do is vote for a package or abstain. Or if it runs counter to their own beliefs, they could just simply no vote and not participate. Just don't vote to kill the bill. And, you know, you'll get, you'll get that committee chair that you wanted. You'll get whatever you want. You'll get a club membership to the Army-Navy Club. Get the golf for free. All kinds of perks. I know I have a friend that has a private jet and a little villa down in Miami. You know, all these different things are offered up to you. And there's a lot of money changing hands, a lot of think tanks, a lot of a lot of media attention, a lot of a lot of fame and fortune in DC. It's so corrupt. It's different than the entertainment business. It's politics, it's power. And it's been going on for decades and decades. But you know, when I saw these photographs and videos of Lindsey Graham and John McCain and Amy Klobuchar with Poroshenko standing in lockstep, wearing their colors. Amy Klobuchar was wearing a yellow and blue coat matching the exact hue colors of the flag of Ukraine. Standing with a bunch of military troops, a liberal senator, standing with a whole bunch of men in camouflage, and I'm thinking to myself, what the, there's something that doesn't seem right. She's a senator from Minnesota. He's a senator from Arizona, McCain was. 
Lindsey Graham's a senator from South Carolina. What the heck are they doing in Latvia and Lithuania and Montenegro and Cyprus and Ukraine? And that's where they went on this trip. <clears throat> and they were getting medals of honor and award ceremonies by these leaders. What did they do for them to get this kind of treatment? The red carpet treatment. And it's this kind of corruption. And it's Ukraine saying, you know what, if we suck them in and get them to do that one bad deal, we will control them as much as they control us. As soon as you sign on that dotted line and as soon as you make a deal with the devil, you're stuck. And that's what when Mr. Washington, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, that's exactly what happens to these otherwise you know, wet behind the ears, meaning to do well people get sucked in to a life that they didn't see coming. It happens all the time. And either they do it one way or the other. You either take this money, <clears throat> you take this money and you vote this way and you live the life of luxury. And sure, you might smell a little, but do it. Or maybe, you know, your brother or sister that's in trouble with the law, maybe we make more problems for them. Or maybe we make sure you don't get reelected. Either way, you know, what good are you on the sidelines? Or what good is it if you uh, are in a position where you, you cost your family their safety and security and freedom and liberty and justice? And we have a corrupt justice system, too. We have a corrupt election system. You know, and so what kind of, what, what are we doing here? How do we let it get this far out of whack? And we got to fix it. And we're doing the best we can to try to do that. But it's that kind of corruption that you just heard Joe Biden do, that quid pro quo stuff, that pay-to-play stuff, the Burisma Holdings, his son getting $80,000 a month, and he was getting 10% for the big guy. <clears throat> How dare you withhold a billion dollars? You know, it's, it's a sad, sad situation. But Ukraine benefited because they got, into, they got the politicians to side with them and side against Russia through buying off politicians. And here we are now staring down the barrel of Mother Russia, the Russian bear, because Russia sees Ukraine as a threat. Because NATO guns become Ukraine's guns. Ukraine's guns become NATO's guns. When NATO brings Ukraine into the fray, into the alliance. <clears throat> And Russia sees that as an existential threat, as we would if they did the same thing in Cuba. And that is really one of the main ingredients to this puzzle. And how we handle this corrupt mess is exactly what China is looking for, to see how spineless and swinely we are. And it just so happens that the leader of the free world right now is a very corrupt individual that 
calls people an SOB if they ask questions and do their job. But Hunter Biden was also in bed with China. And he was in bed with Ukraine. And look at where the two conflicts are. Ukraine and Taiwan are the victims of China and Russia. And this is where the money was. This is where the corruption was. It's not by coincidence that they're corrupting and compromising our politicians. I believe that's what's going on. I think that's what's happening. So, you know, there was a, some other interesting stuff going on. This I actually posted this on Saturday. Uh, I posted so I got this, Ukraine. Uh, well, I posted this on Saturday, and it was kind of interesting. Um, so I'm going to try to cover a couple of other topics today because we've been covering a lot with Ukraine and a lot with um, just a lot of this stuff that we're, we're dealing with. But I wanted to, you know, and I want to get more into BlackRock. We're going to be covering more and more of that as uh, I start, uh, as my research uh, continues to develop in that. Um, but I wanted to get to uh, this Barry Weiss thing, uh, this Barry Weiss story. Okay, so she was on Bill Maher. And the morning answer says, here's the clip of Barry Weiss on Real, Ti- Real Timers with Bill Maher saying what more and more people, many of whom have been compliant COVIDians, oh, that's a good term, isn't it? Compliant COVIDians are now starting to feel the tide is turning. Okay, great. That's wonderful. But what I said was, to respond to that, I said, Democrats once again are late to the truth party in their effort to steal another election, rewrite their intolerant, misguided history, and get on the right side of an issue before an election. Don't believe them. They are ignorant liars until they, the truth slams them in the face. <clears throat> and it's true. Because they're trying to hijack another election. It's sort of like when people decide, I've had enough of this government in California, I'm going to move to Texas. And then they turn Texas blue. People in New York, same thing. I had enough of this Andrew Cuomo, I'm going to move to Miami. And next thing you know, or Fort Lauderdale, and they go down to Florida, turn Florida blue. It's like, don't take your politics with you. You were wrong there, why do you want to ruin it for the rest of us? Stay in your lane. If you want to live like a libtard, do it. But don't come and bring your politics to me and destroy what I have and my family's future. So, you know, she's bragging about how great a liberal she was, you know, how much she was into COVID and she sprayed her Pringles cans and all kinds of stuff. You know, she was basically saying, I was as liberal about this issue as you could possibly be. You know, I'm a liberal's liberal. But even I've had enough. And she's now talking about the truth. Does anybody on the right get any credit for anything? You know how many times I got banned on Facebook for saying what she said about COVID and about masks and about vaccines? You know how many times I got banned on Facebook for that? And now it's all okay. Right is right. You could say it now. 
because liberals are saying it. It's ridiculous. Let's take a listen. I'm done. With this question? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm I, done. It's yeah. like I, I went so hard on COVID. I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, we all did it, right? And, no, no, we didn't all okay, do it. Well, well, here's the thing. A lot, no, of us, we didn't all do a lot of us did do it. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a Trumper. (laughs) I'm sorry, if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago. And you will find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. The city of Flint, Michigan, which is 80 percent, I think, minority students, has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think it's it's a pandemic. It's it's like at this point, it's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's It's not real anymore. Right. It's not real because she says it's not real. It wasn't real since we said it wasn't real, lady. You know, that's the thing is. And, you know, Bill Maher has just been all over this now lately. It's 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 driving the people over at The View mad. I mean, they're going nuts. And it's kind of funny to watch, really. So. The people on The View, let's take a listen to what they had to say about it. They're they're whining and crying and complaining. They love their masks, apparently, over at The View. So, just people on the fringe either who are, who are you know, speaking out like this. And over the weekend, Bill Maher made a case for people who are vaccinated, boosted, and have been following the rules since all of this started. Take a look. I don't want to live in your paranoid world anymore, your masked paranoid world. You know, you go out, it's silly now. You know, you have your mask, you have to have a card, you have to have a booster, they scan your head. <laughs> like you're a cashier and I'm a bunch of bananas. <laughs> I'm not bananas, you are. That's not really funny to people who have lost their kids mm, to no. this vaccine, or people who have lost family members or dear friends to this. It's, it's just, you know, listen, nobody on the planet really wants to go through this. This is not something we're doing because it's, you know, sexually gratifying. This is what we're doing to protect our families. And you don't have to do it, but stay away from everybody. Because if you're the one who's not paying attention... And you're coughing and sneezing. You don't want to... Then stay out of the public, man. This is not... Nobody wants this. I don't want it. 
And I think he's forgetting that people are still at risk who cannot get vaccinated. People who can't get the little kids under the age of five. Yeah. Or people with health conditions. How dare you be so flippant, man? They're, they're, still, like, people, they gotta, they're over it. Like, yeah. like a relationship. I'm yeah. over it. I don't feel I like don't seeing him anymore. To the post-mask part, because I think there's a prudence we've learned with the mask, the hand sanita- uh, hand sanitizing that, kind of like 9-11 with flying, is always going to be here now. There's a new normal. In the beginning, when, at post-9-11, people didn't want to fly, and the security measures felt like, uh, how do we do this? You know. And now it's the norm. I think some of the things we've learned in this pandemic are going to stay the same. I may never ride a subway again without a mask. I may never go indoors to big crowds and ever feel comfortable without a mask. And that's up to me to do that. Darn tootin', it's up to you to do that. You could do that all you want. And that's nobody's ever questioned that. Nobody's ever questioned whether or not you could do that or not. What I'm questioning is why it is that, you know, we change the rules about what an asymptomatic spreader is. You know, and what what I'm bothered by is being told to wear a mask when they don't work. You can't get on a plane without a mask. If it, and 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 already the uh, leaders of the uh, the heads of these airlines, you know, have said masks are useless, and our HEPA filters in our cabins are better than any mask. And and then the other part is, I don't want to be isolated from society stay home stay stay away you can't fly you're going to get taxed you know it's the government that got involved and said we're going to tax unvaxed and it's the government that got involved and said uh that uh that these mayors say if you're an establishment you don't get a choice you need to have them show you papers that they were vaxxed and it was interesting that uh, Whoopi Goldberg said people are dying from the vaccines. If, did, you, did you hear that when she said that right here? People who are vaccinated, boosted, and have been following the rules since all of this started. Take a look. I don't want to live in your so, paranoid so, world. So she was talking about the, you know, people are dying from this stuff, the vaccines. And, you know, playing by the rules. What rules? Whose rules? And, and where's the representation? See, that's the kicker. There's no representation. There's no voting in and out, these leaders. And these leaders that are in trouble, like Governor Whitmer from Michigan realizes, and so she's toned back a little. She's pulled back. She's gone a little bit more like DeSantis. But, you know, there's no explanation for so many things, whether it's, you know, what Sweden is doing and why their numbers are better than Israel, which is doing the exact opposite, and why it is that the draconian measures never seem to have a great benchmark in terms of numbers. The draconian leaders, the socialist leaders, the communist dictators, the tyrannical governments, whether it's Gavin Newsom or Andrew Cuomo, who's gone now, and I don't know the name of the new governor, um, but, you know, It's this kind of draconian measure where you got two standards of justice. You got a New York AG that's going after the Trump family. You got all this different stuff going on for political impact. And you even have people on the right, you know, like with Trump, 
you know, saying one thing and uh, about vaccines and then a lot of his supporters saying a different thing. It's getting very confusing all around. Uh, you know, I, I've never been vaxxed. I'm being pressured to be vaxxed. Not by Leonora, but uh, by other people. And... Um, and they're like, what about, you know, what about this? What about that? What about your dad? What about, you know, uh, all these different things? Don't you care about them? Of course I care about them. It's just, you know, I've studied this science and the science doesn't, doesn't indicate to me anything that they're saying is true. I've always thought masks didn't work. And I've seen those memes, you know, where they have a chain link fence and then they say, this is my uh, mask for mosquitoes. Of course, we know that a chain link fence uh, doesn't. Uh, New York Governor is Hoshul. So, so thank you for that. Hoshul. H-O-C-H-U-L. Is that how you spell it? Is that how you say it? But in any case, you know, just like a chain link, chain, chain link fence doesn't stop a mosquito, a mask isn't stopping, you know, a micron of infection. I was told asymptomatic spreader, asymptomatic patients have a lower viral load. They're, therefore, they're less susceptible to spreading. Then I was told that uh, by people with tangible evidence, like it saved their lives, that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin work and monoclonal antibodies work, and then the government decides to ration that. All the while, Pfizer is reporting record profits. And Fauci is, you know, speaking of doom and gloom. You know, so what seems to work is being banned, and what seems to not work is being enforced and it just doesn't make any sense to me. How in the world does a restaurant say you need a vaccine uh, paper, which is really, again, the gateway to the social credit score system, which would allow banks to control your mortgage, you know, whether you get a mortgage uh, approval or not. But the vaccines, the, the vaccinated are spreaders. The vaccinated are dying. I just read a report that said this Olympiad, who is fully vaccinated, died of COVID. Okay, so it didn't help him. So what's the point? And everybody on the left seems to be saying, you know, that uh, if you're vaccinated, you're you're not going to be uh susceptible to going to the hospital. You won't have as much viral load. You're not going to be as much of a spreader. You're going to be a safer person in environment. It went from complete 100% blockade of the virus to this wishy-washy bull, bull crap. And that's the problem. Is Their side has changed over and over again. And our side of the argument has been very consistent. It's still true that hydroxychloroquine helps you. It's still true that ivermectin works. It's still true that monoclonal antibodies is one of the, the answers for therapeutics. It's still true that masks aren't effective, it, cloth masks particularly. N95 is probably more effective. It's still true that uh, 
that uh, you know natural immunity works, and uh, and it's still true that these vaccinate vaccines are not fully tested, and you can get myocarditis and some other uh, health issues. So I just don't understand the mandates. I don't, and I think it's uh, political. And this is the problem that we're facing right now, is that we don't have a voice. And all these things that we got censored for are now starting to come out on the left. And again, I think that Barry Weiss, who you heard on Bill Maher, I think she's coming out now because I think it's politically useful for them. I think that, you know, this is an election year. And all of a sudden they're going to be like, yeah, we came around to that too. We didn't know in the beginning. You know, they're going to make all kinds of excuses. But when it comes down to the political debate, they're going to try to get on the right side of it. Just like they hijacked civil rights. The left hijacked civil rights. They're hijacking this narrative as well. And that's what I don't find acceptable. We had somehow, as a conservative movement, allow these liberals to get away with this kind of crap. And the reason why they get away with it is because they have the media on their side. And that's the sad truth. So I wanted to um, get to this one last uh, uh, subject, and that is um, about wokeness. Forget about the progressives in Washington. The problem is much closer to home. Take a good look at your own city. Find out what's wrong, then do something about it. So, one of the favorite bumper sticker, uh, the writer says, one of my favorite bumper stickers reads, Stop Continental Drift. Today, there are more than 332 million Americans, but only 535 members of Congress. If you think of Think any of these 535 are working to turn your country into a woke dystopia. What do you do? You drive to Washington, you walk briskly to Capitol Hill and give them a piece of your mind or stroll over the White House and interrupt Joe's nap. Obviously, you have uh, about the same chance of achieving anything that way as you do of stopping continental drift. But there is a place where you can tell your elected officials and non-elected bureaucrats exactly what you think. Yep, City Hall. It's also your local board, water district, and any other place where people do things so dumb, intrusive, and dangerous that federal and state officials only dream of them doing them. A few examples. Telling, lo- telling a local deli owner how many poppies he can plant on his patio. Opening a homeless shelter that makes beer runs for its guests with your tax money. Letting local felons know it's okay to steal up to $950 worth of Tide Pods every day. These are actual decisions made by such entities as the City in Cotati Planning Commission, the Seattle Downtown Emergency Service Center, and San Francisco District Attorney uh, has done across the country. These are thousands of more examples. There are thousands of more examples. There are just as egregious. They're just as egregious, but most conservatives focus so intently on national politics that they overlook the correct, the correctable wrongs in their own backyards. 
It's true. We have a war on cars, insanely woke zoning abuses. We have bloated salaries and pensions. And I remember Donald Trump called out a couple of those. Serious threats to your safety and more. So the politics is local. And, you know, I've always said that's where I've fallen short. I'm guilty of this. Is I tend to gravitate toward national politics. That's why I'm in D.C., you know, I'm located in Washington, D.C. to be in the middle of it, to meet the, the people that I need to meet and uh, get the information I need to get and so on and so forth. But there's a lot more going on at local politics. And like I say, that local politics in Loudoun County in Virginia had a major impact on the gubernatorial statewide election in Virginia, which is why Yunkin is now... You know, and, and already we're starting to, when we do events, we are looking at the Ritz-Carlton in, in uh, Arlington rather than the uh, Mayflower in D.C. or some other uh, hotels that people would go to, hotels that people would go to. So it's, it's, you know, one of these things where we're starting to look at state governors, you know, that way. What I hope never ends up happening is we end up having to look for medical professionals based through a political lens because that would that would be trouble that would be big time trouble but if you you know get diagnosed with a positive test with covid and you want to go about getting your treatments and you have this woke doctor that won't give you ivermectin or monoclonal antibodies or hydroxychloroquine and think they know better think again you just got to shop around in the coming weeks we are going to have more and more information on where uh, on solutions to these issues on where you can go and get the treatments that you need as you see fit uh, without being compromised by politics Well, that brings us to the end of our show today. Uh, You've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. And be sure to check out buglecall.org and magapack.org because without their support and without their help and without their influence, you know, none of this is really possible because we need your donations and they're tax-free with our 501c3 partnership with buglecall.org. And Megapack. So be sure to, if you want to help us out, help them out. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. But close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.